Hey, hey, this is Coach AA, and welcome to the April 24th edition. The three things for today on streaks and cycles. Two powerful tools. It's not about one or the other, but I want to tell you how you can use both of them to achieve your fitness and nutrition goals. Second, a thought based on the law of inertia. And the final piece, what's the difference between indoors and outdoors, AC and non-AC training and things like that? I had to share a short reel and I realized it had a lot of things unsaid and I just wanted to write about this because honestly, writing is more my thing. All right, let's get to this. The first one on shrieks and cycles. Skipping sugar for a month or having a resolution to walk, say, 30 minutes every day for 30 days or turning vegetarian for a year. All of these are shrieks. You're attempting to do something every day for well, an uncomfortably long duration. Streaks are good for you. They teach you patience, resilience, consistency, help you break out of dysfunctional patterns that are detrimental to you, but you haven't taken the time to break out of. Now, if you're in the habit of hankering for something sugar daily, then going 30 days without sugar is a great learning experience and of course it'll do wonders for your health and it frees you because you are not you know tied to this addiction if you've been busy with life and want to start being active then a resolution to walk daily for a month is a brilliant brilliant goal streaks are a powerful tool in your toolbox. When you're starting off something new or you need a jolt or a slap, a shriek is what you do. I don't know enough about habit formations to say whether you'll nail a new habit, but you will recognize a lot of your inbuilt and default patterns that you don't think much about. You'll realize that you can keep your cravings under control. You'll realize you can say no that you are the boss of you after all. 80% of the benefits of most elimination diets happen in the first four weeks. So four weeks is a good target to aim for as a shriek. Now, it's not that shrieks beyond that are not useful. It's great to challenge yourself. And sometimes the protocol you're doing might mandate a much longer shriek. But what's important is your sanity more than a number that no one cares about. Okay. You care about it way too much. Nobody gives a shit. So find that duration that works for you because you need to be you. If you have a clear reason, aim for a longer streak. The learnings will compound. It's never going to be useless. But the problem with streaks is that they are inherently not sustainable. 
it's not their job to be sustainable their job is to shake you up to get you out of your rut to get you way past your comfort zone and then some this is where cycles come in instead of skipping sugar for a month you stay on the straight and narrow during the weekdays and you have your sugary fix over the weekend the good old 52 right 5 days of no sugar followed by 2 days of well no rules or whatever guidelines you want to have about your sugar eating but you're going to eat sugar during the weekend you see this becomes very sustainable 5 no sugar 2 sugar because you have a release point every weekend now for people who are eating sugar daily this might be a welcome relief but remember you might want to use a shriek also somewhere either at the start i am a huge fan of that and then finding your cycle but you find your own path some people do better on the 61 that is 6 days either and then having sugar only on a saturday or a sunday or maybe you want to go easier to start off with maybe you do sugar on wednesdays and saturdays right you have a midweek release and a weekend release everything goes now if you're allergic to something or doing an intense form of restricted eating going for a shriek is a great idea the first time you are trying to do something definitely a great idea and once you do it for 30 or 60 or 100 or whatever it is it's so much easier to make it a sustainable part of your life via cycles you're starting off with this new fitness habit time to shelve all the excuses and aim for a streak remember streaks are you going into overdrive but you need to learn to shift into sustainability or you risk losing your sanity now streaks are useful as i mentioned when you're starting off or you had way too much fun during a vacation and you just want to come back on to get back on track you know you want to get rid of a crutch need a jolt you want to jump into the deep end streaks and between streaks and cycles the point is not one or the other it is not either or it is and there are two tools in your toolbox and you should use both you do streaks when the situation mandates it you do cycles for every other time for the rest of the year for say 90% or 80% of the year and the cool thing is cycles need not align with each other that is your sugar cycle might be a 52 while your activity cycle might be a 11 that is you get some activity today you don't have to do anything tomorrow but the day after activity and then the day after rest and you can do both of them at the same time so cycles will allow you to figure out all aspects of your routine and slot them in as you need them based on outcomes based on how hard the effort is based on how sustainable it is you tweak your cycles remember it is never either or both are useful both are mandatory use wisely and that is the first piece on streaks and cycles the second one thought about the law of inertia 
no, you aren't going to the gym because you're lazy. You aren't eating your veggies because you're lazy. Now, these are the things we tell ourselves. Being lazy simply means being unable to fight inertia. Now, Newton's first law, a body remains at rest or in motion at a constant speed in a straight line unless acted upon by a force. So we are going to keep coasting unless something moves us out of this inertia. When something is not yet your habit, going against the current is hard. So instead, we just give in to, okay, let's just continue with this inertia because the path of least resistance, right? What I would like to do with this is ask a similar question, but from a different angle. Not going to the gym or not eating vegetables because of inertia is something you are not doing. But what are you doing because of this inertia? What are you doing in your life because you are lazy? I stayed at my old job because I was lazy. I didn't write this blog for many years because I was lazy. It says inertia, right? To get out of your comfort zone, to beat inertia. That's the key. So ask yourself these two questions, right? What are you doing because of inertia? Not just what you're doing, what you're not doing. So think about it and think about the answers you come up with. And the final piece about indoors versus outdoors. Obviously, a lot of things starts with yourself. So likewise with me, the first two years of my fitness journey, there are two primary aspects, community and the outdoors. Running with Team Asha in gorgeous trails around the South Bay was my intro to running. And coming from the you know confines and crowds of uh, my hometown, the parks and trails were alien and you know helped me reconnect with the outdoors. A large group of people and the outdoors have been a feature of my childhood as well. Like from I don't know first standard or whatever, I've always played out. Oh, actually, going even back earlier, right? Pretty much until end of high school. Bunch of friends in my colony or in school playing outdoors all the time. So this joy of a large group, this community and being outside the confines of a room were all factors that went into designing the quad experience because Raj and I share these similar affinities. It's definitely not for everyone. But for those of us who enjoy getting out, especially today, those of us who are feeling too stifled and confined by being inside you know, a building all the time, those of us who are okay, you know, taking the pebble along with the smooth path, the grime with the grind, that's whom these, the quad experience is designed for. Now, before um, we left the U.S. Uh, and moved to start the quad, we met a bunch of coaches, and one of them was Coach uh, Mark Ripito. And during his uh, certification, uh, he he's always open to 
any kind of questions. So one of the questions I asked him was about outdoor training, right? Because outdoor training in the cold in, uh, say, San Francisco CrossFit was one thing. But what about in the heat of Madras, in the humidity? He heard me out and just said, you'll get used to it and moved on. It's not a dismissal at all, but a simple statement of fact. This has stayed with me since then. Because, of course, the humidity, the heat is one extreme. Then so is the other extreme, which was normal for me back then, which was training in about 5 to 15 degree weather, crazy winds, right? And the iron being cold when you start off, like club bars, oh, they would be so cold, right? San Francisco on a wintry day, it, uh, especially out uh, outdoors and by the water, yeah, it's uh, it's nuts. So you get used to it. That's about it. And it can be an activity to build resilience as well. This is something. Of a, of, a, of a new uh, path that I've been on for the past few years, but it's so easy to get used to comfort, right? It's hard to switch out of things and even be in temporary discomfort. It's like being in AC in uh, the Madras summer, for example. Yeah, nightmares. But then this was the norm for me for the first 15, 20 years of my life. The norm for a significant portion of the population today what happens is once you get used to something, it is so hard to go back. It softens you. It does. As the Stoics recommend, it is useful to practice removing these comforts periodically. Right? I, I like to think of it as, you know, working on your calluses. So with this in mind, whenever the opportunity allows, I do practice it. Now, none of these are recommendation, recommendations or suggestions, mind you. Just anecdotes. About four years ago on a, a hike, um, my wife and I were, um, were on, a, I think, a 10-kilometer 10, 10 hike. And she was having trouble with her shoes. Now, I've been barefoot all my life. I've run um, 21K barefoot. So I'm, I love being barefoot, okay? And uh, I just wear shoes because, well, it's weird not to. Uh, especially on a hike. But here was an opportunity. So I, I gave her my shoes and I walked. I hiked barefoot. Now, of course, this th there were no thorns or brambles. And, you know, I'm not bleeding all over the place or any such stupid shit. It's just stones and rocks and pebbles. Definitely not easy, but not stupid. Just changed how I had to approach the hike. It remains one of my favorite hikes to date. Another anecdote is um, uh, sipping on water during my training sessions. It's just a habit. It's just a pattern, right? Like, finish the warm-up, go sip on water. Do a set, go sip on water. Go do this, go sip on water. Feeling breathless, go sip on water. Ah. Once I caught myself with these patterns, I realized I didn't actually need the water. Especially if my hydration over the week was great, I didn't need water. So I started testing it out during my training sessions. What happens if I don't drink water? 
except on you know horrendously muggy days or long duration and i mean well in excess of an hour or i am in direct sunlight like playing ultimate or something like that i don't really sip on water kettlebell work for example which is always a compact 30 to 45 minutes i've not used water uh, in uh, a couple of years once again this is not a recommendation i worked on this just talking about resilience and things like that and uh, finally training without an ac is standard practice for me just cuz my previous home gym didn't have an ac and uh, it was simpler to continue doing so than to go through the hassle of fitting one in so keeping my hands dry increasing the safety protocols i followed have become second nature and improved how i train These are three simple places where I worked on on removing my whole old habits and patterns and challenging the way I do something. I don't know if there's any point to them except the act of doing it. The fact it checks off quite a few boxes: resilience, removing crutches, practicing for abnormal situations is a welcome bonus. Now, this is definitely not a flex, okay? Not from me or not from anybody. Training outdoors or indoors. not a flex ac or not no you do what suits you you do what is comfortable what's convenient what is sustainable and what reduces the hurdles in you getting your shit done now some practical tips if you are used to training indoors it will take you quite a bit of time and by quite a bit i don't mean years right i'm talking weeks it'll take you a bit of time to get used to training outdoors especially in the summer because humidity and sun right of course so definitely use your ac when things heat up or you have an intense session at home but at the same time do ensure you work out without the ac as well periodically if that becomes impossible recognize it that's a problem right it should not be mandatory like what are you going to do if you're stuck or your ac doesn't work are you going to miss your training nah priorities now if you're new to training you'll get used to outdoor work in no time at all i mean it's not like you avoid the outdoors right you interact with the outdoors quite a bit you'll get used to it we've all been indoors and will continue to be indoors a bit too much because of the nature of the society we live in so yeah it will be hard but you'll get used to it now safety is the primary factor regardless of where you're training focus on safety indoors for example of course if you sweat and the floor is slippery that's a problem keep your palms and body parts that come in contact with the uh, iron or your equipment as sweat free as possible stay hydrated not just during the activity but well before and well after if you're training outdoors stay out of direct sunlight Now, if you're playing a sport, of course, this is impossible. But otherwise, don't go into the sun and just train there for an hour and then realize, oh shit, that was a bad idea. Ease into it. Never lift weights looking into the sun. Just don't. Okay. Don't 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 do anything that's stupid. It's that simple. Now, walking, running, cycling are all great potential activities. and there is a huge difference between running on a treadmill versus running in the outdoors even if it is in the city even if it is on the road 
I personally believe that the joy of running has a lot to do with the freedom of running outdoors. So barring safety and logistics, outdoors. And of course, sports with the turf fields and badminton courts, right? You are outdoors. Well, badminton courts, pseudo outdoors, but whatever it is, sport, outdoors. I personally obviously lift weights outdoors for the most part. Um, I coach outdoors. I love it. It's the few hours of my day when I get to break out of the pattern that we've all been put into. So, which is better? The one you can do. It's not about better. Now, if you live away from the city uh, and in the midst of nature, duh, it's a no-brainer. I'm already jealous of you. You're going to be doing things outdoors. Cleaner air, trees, silence. It's great. If you're on the concrete jungle, then going outdoors, I believe, is a welcome break from the confines of your daily life. It's a huge factor in why our gyms are outdoors and we refuse the concept of enclosed spaces. And if you want an enclosed space, there are so many other options. Go there, but we believe there is something to training outdoors, especially when we have very few opportunities. So large group, outdoors, safety. These are what go into the quad experience for us. But remember, you do what is sustainable, safe, and long-term for you. Just keep mixing it up. It's generally a good guideline to follow. And with that, I'm done with this week's edition. Thank you for listening. I would truly appreciate it if you can share this post with a few of your friends. And I'll see you next week. Have a good one. This is Coach AA signing off. Bye.